0: to think big, do big, big but tomorrow can be bigger, yeah. just grow, let the world over Yeah, you my life bigger than yourself, you're created for
1: are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Today, we will hear a classic message that we believe will be a blessing to you. Our goal is to teach God's Word in a way that compels you to live a life that overflows and blesses others. Let's join Bishop Greer as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast.
0: God is a spirit, so if He is our Father, the natural place of His fatherhood is first Spiritual. In our spirit His spirit we have a spirit part of us if we call him daddy what do you think the part of us is that got born again our spirits God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in what spirit so you have to receive a new spirit to receive a new life with our bodies we contact, contact the material realm. I can move things, touch things, and I can be present and be counted as there. With our souls, we connect to the conceptual realm. Things that cannot be seen but can be transmitted and communicated. But, but it's, it's the conceptual realm. Our soul. Now, we can't see it, but we see the effects of it. This building was, was the effect of concepts that were drawn down on paper. A verse existed in the mind of someone before it existed in the material realm. We don't debate the existence of, of the soul because we see evidence in it in the design of things. Does that make sense? If I was, on a planet in a distant galaxy somewhere and saw a Coca-Cola can and it was sitting there and I, I would ha- I would only conclude, there must be living souls somewhere because, you know, some, somebody had to design that. That had to come from somewhere. And we, you you know that a, a soul was behind it uh, because it, it's, it's designed. Does that make sense to you? I don't know how well I said it. But, but a, 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 you just don't get a, a Coca-Cola soda can out of nature. It just doesn't happen. After a billion years, you do not get a Coca cola soda can out of nature it comes to a soul that intentionally designed it and put it together does that make sense so with our bodies we can move things shift things by the way when i my body lays down and stops functioning i'm going to still exist my body is the thing that keeps me on the earth it's the only thing that keeps me on the earth the moment it breaks down i'm out of here we got to go somewhere we don't stop existing we just go somewhere else does it do you understand My body is how I keep showing up every day. My body's how I contact the material where I can't preach to you without a body. I I can't hug my wife, my children without a body. With our souls, we connect with the conceptual world. But with our spirit, we connect with God. And that's the most important part of us. In the realm of the spirit, you don't have to think. You just know. Yes. When we get to heaven, we'll move faster than the speed of thought. We'll just know as we are known. That's what the Bible says. In the spirit realm, there's not always an explanation. You just know it. You know your child's somewhere doing something. You just know it. It's not, you know, anything. You, you figure it out. You know it. That's spiritual. And there's a part of you that doesn't need to be educated. That's why education in the spirit, it doesn't matter. The Bible actually says, let no man teach you, for the anointing teaches you all things. You have an unction from the Holy One. That's what the Bible says. So in the spirit realm, it's a knowing. And often I walk, I say, I just know this. I can't explain it yet. Over time, God will make a case and I'll see the evidence. But often it begins with a knowing. And the spiritual realm is different. The reason you got saved was not because all your answers, all, all your questions were answered. None of us would get saved if that was the case. Because you knew something. Yes. Yes. You knew he loved you. Yes. Your Noah responded to his Noah and you said, I want in yes. Yes. on everything God is saying. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Hebrews 12 and verse 18. I made good time this morning. We are going to dig in again. And we're going to look at this, kind of back into this from a different Perspective and we'll continue as the weeks go on Hebrews 12 and verse 18. This is really important. What he says here He's talking to this is the book of Hebrews. He's talking to Jewish believers Who were entrenched in the old covenant in the the temple worship, etc He says For you have not come This is really important We are not in the older covenant, though we learn from it, though principles of God are revealed in it. When I say the old covenant, I'm talking about the covenant of Moses in particular. There were various covenants in the Old Testament. There was a covenant he made with Abraham. There was a covenant he made with Adam. There was a covenant he made with Noah. But there was also a covenant he made with Moses. And as we get further along in the weeks ahead, you're going to begin to understand these things. But let me just mention them at this point. At this point, the, the, the Jewish nation was living under the covenant of Moses. And he had to explain, Jeremiah prophesied that there would be a new covenant. This covenant's not like the old covenant. So, you can't put new wine into old wineskins. So in order for you to really walk in this new covenant, you got to do something and put away some of those understandings you had in the old. Not that the old was bad, the the law was good, the Bible says, but it was imperfect. In other words, you go to school until you learn. After you learn, you don't keep going to classes. The Bible says the Old Testament was like a tutor that trained you until you came to, to full age. But once you come to full age, you don't go back to the tutor. Does that make sense to you? So the law had a purpose, but its purpose was fulfilled when Christ came. And he said, for you have not come. Just as you have to knock down an existing building before you can build a new one in its place. God had to tell the Hebrew Christians what the New Testament wasn't anymore before he can fully tell them what it is. And the problem with many of us is we're trying to build the New Testament on top of our Old Testament beliefs. But you gotta clear that away first before you can build on the solid ground of Jesus Christ and Christ alone. He says, for you have not come to the mountain, Sinai, that mountain that may be touched, pay attention, in the Old Testament, the, the promised land was material. In the New Testament, the kingdom is spiritual. In the Old Testament, it was about geography and pre- preserving Abraham's seed so the Messiah could come through that line. But after the Messiah was born, the battle was no longer with flesh and blood, as Ephesians 6 and 12 said, but against spiritual forces, wickedness and darkness in high places. The battle shifted and changed once the Messiah came. The old covenant was designed to keep the Jewish people until the Messiah was born. But once the Messiah was born, everything shifted. There was a time when I was not supposed to touch my wife. But then we got married. There was a new covenant. At that point, it'd be wrong for me not to touch my wife. Does that make sense to you? The covenant shifted. So was our experience supposed to shift. In a moment, don't get frightened. You might hear little sound effects as we go on. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched. This kingdom you can't touch. Can't touch it. You can't grab the Holy Spirit. You can't, you, you no longer can grab Jesus. You, you, you can't grab virtue. You, you can't touch being born again. You can only see its fruit. Jesus said it, it's like the wind. You can see its effect. You can see where it blows. But you can't hold it. You can't hold the wind. You can just see its impact and effect. For you have not come, he's saying, to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire. In the Old Testament, God physically manifested on Mount Sinai as a consuming fire, as that picture shows. This says, and to blackness and darkness, when God appeared, it was scary and frightening. And the Bible actually says that, 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 that there, was, there was a, a, a tempest. That, that that also came. It felt like there was a, a tornado coming and, and along with the clouds, you, you, the winds whirled like a dust storm. And then it says at Mount Zion, you hear the sound of trumpets. So imagine the fire and, and the noises and, and the shaking. And from heaven, you, you hear the, the angels blowing horns and it's from a completely other world. And, and the Bible said, and the voice of words God's voice shook the ground everything began to reverberate through the rocks and those that heard it begged that the word should not be spoke, pay attention see we're like man I wish God would appear to me, no 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 it was scary it'll make you wet your pants The ground was shaking and they begged please go away from us God many of us want an Old Testament God but the Old Testament people they couldn't even handle them so that those that heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them any more Mount Sinai was such a terrifying place that no one in their right mind would ever want their relationship with God to go back to that mountain. So I don't understand why some of y'all keep wanting to go back to Sinai instead of the Mount Zion that Jesus died for us to worship at. Y'all still calling down fire on people. Still trying to get people killed and their ears cut off. and all the, You're still operating under the old covenant and saying, man, I wish God would open my red Sea." God's done a greater miracle. He's opened up the dead me. He's changed me from the inside. You hear hear what I'm saying? Verse 20. See, we glorify the past, but you weren't there. And this just means you don't really understand what was happening there. For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it would be stoned or shot. With an arrow, death was all around the camp. If you dared touch that mountain out like a second, God was totally unapproachable. Got it wrong, you died. How many of y'all still want to go back? And so terrifying was the sight that Mo this is Moses now) I mean, this is the peerless, fearless Moses. He said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. If Moses couldn't handle it, why are you and I still trying to worship under the law? Why are you and I still at times still trying to go backwards? Don't touch don't taste can't do this, can't do that all, all about you know, you know uh, oh, y'all know. you gonna misunderstand me let me just say it, there's a place for discipline there is a place for holiness and we talk about that but it comes out of our heart it's not imposed through fear without I'm not living right because God might kill me I'm living right because I love him. Uh, I'm not living right because I might get caught. I'm living right because daddy knows best. Do you understand? It's a whole new motivation to live in. Many of you didn't do things because you were afraid. But that's the way you train a child. When my son was a baby, my both sons were babies, uh, actually David, he would love to sneak out the house. That boy, if you didn't, you almost had to tie him up. He would just disappear. You'd be in the store with him one minute and you just turn your back. He's gone. And, 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 and the thing was, I had to actually put a little bit of a fear in him. You don't, boy, don't you cross that street without holding somebody's hand. Don't you go out of this house. And, and if you do, I'ma deal with you. Because it's not because I was being less than a daddy, but because of where my child was at that point in his development. So the law came and frightened the Jewish people. So they stopped acting crazy so they wouldn't get killed and destroyed before the Christ came. But once the Christ came, the game changed. And once God was able to get, instead of being on the outside of the man, he got inside the man. When knowledge and wisdom gets on the inside of the person, they don't have to be governed from the outside. Yeah. So now it doesn't say we are pressed, we are pushed, we are forced by the Spirit. It's And, I, and, and some people get weird with this, and it disturbs me. It's an offense to, to the Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit made me do no, He don't make you do nothing. Now, you may have responded too. And your way of response was that but the Bible says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet meaning even prophecy can be controlled by the prophetic voice that's releasing it God does not make you he leads you the Bible says they that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God now the challenge is to let God lead you And yes, when he leads you, you will be exuberant because God's a happy God. Yes, you will leap and shout for joy because the Bible, Jesus actually told us to do this at certain times in our life. And yes, you will be vocal because in the book of Revelations, heavens is a very loud place. However, God's not making you. It's the devil that tries to make you. God is a leader and he leads you into the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. For you have not come to this mountain. Don't get a cover. You are not at Sinai. I know Grace Church is not like Sinai Church. I'm hungry. I want to make sure I speak right and I don't say things. But some of you want me to lay out the law every week. You're not a babe anymore. If you... You can't grow in the Lord if I'm telling you what you can't do, can do about every area of your life all the time. And some people are disappointed. They too free over there. Oh, I supposed to be bound. I I'm supposed to stand at the door with a ruler, uh, measuring everybody's dress. I I'm supposed to, some people start crying, bitch, of your clothes getting tight, well, I got a little fat. That's what was happening. It had nothing to do. That's why I, I was excited about this fast. I started putting on a little bit of weight. But those aren't the issues that we need to be monitoring. You say, well, yeah, she got saved last week. She ought to change her dress by the next week. She's done dressed like that. She ain't got no new clothes. Give her a minute. Let God work it from the inside. Give her a chance. You know, he come in here smelling like weed, smelling like smoke. Give him a minute. Yes, his spirit's been changed, but his mind needs to catch up. It might take a little while for that to happen. So love him in the process. I don't want nobody like that up in my church. Well, if we were treating people like that, you wouldn't have been in nobody's church. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. I will say this, but after, you know, 25 years in the Lord and you show me all your business, you ought to learn something out of 25 years. You understand? Women are wonderfully and marvelously made, so be wise with the power God's given you. Same thing with brothers. Same thing with brothers. We, we have to be sensible. And the rest. Are you still with me? <laughs> For you have not come to this mountain, but you have come to another mountain. You have come to Mount Zion, a different mountain with better promises. Mount Zion. Skip to verse 23. We have to wrap up. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Talking about church here. Who are registered in heaven. By the way, my name is written in a book. Yeah. Yeah. And to God, the judge of all. No fire though. No spears. No thunder. No death. Nobody terrified. No, not, not an unapproachable God, but a God instead that says, come near. Come, come, draw near and I will draw not you. but watch this. And the spirit, pay attention. Watch, watch this. Please watch this. And the spirits, of just men made what perfect did you hear what I said when you are born again when you come to Mount Zion the problem at at Mount Sinai your spirit weren't right so God had to deal with the outward man and the behavior but at this mountain God does something he reaches on the inside of you and immediately you are recreated in perfection my soul, they need work. In fact, my body might have been out of shape, but when I gave my life to Jesus, my spirit was immediately recreated in his image and likeness, and there's a part of me that's perfect. The rest of me, we come to church to work on. The rest of me, I read this book so I can learn and and the rest of me, the, the, the body, sometimes I got to buff it and keep down, Listen, it run me to do things I, my, my spirit don't want to do. But the core of me, the deepest part of me, the holies of holies in me, is the place that God is enthroned. It's the place that God dwells. And according to Scripture, it's perfect. Let me ask you a question. Can you improve upon perfection? No. Meaning, when you get to heaven, your spirit will be no more perfect than it is right now. Your body will be changed. God's going to explode your brain and your mind. And it's going to be something. But your spirit's going to be exactly as it is today. Right now, you're carrying the kingdom of heaven on the inside right now the very nature of God is living thriving the Bible calls it his life on the inside of you and the goal is to make my soul and my body line up with the truth that I know lives within Matthew 5 and 48 and we're through for the morning for the first time you're gonna understand this statement now, what people do is they water down the statement, try to make it mean something it doesn't because they don't understand the scriptures. But you don't have to change this statement. Matthew 5 and 48, Jesus said this, therefore you shall be perfect. Ooh. People say, well, that means maturity. That don't mean that. It means perfect. He said, you shall be perfect just as. <sighs> It's a part of you as perfect as God. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. But if Jesus didn't say it, I wouldn't believe it. Therefore, you shall be perfect. Just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Where do we become perfect? In our spirit. And if you don't understand that, you think your soul is you. Your soul is your 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 spirit is the real you. Your spirit is is what the New Testament and the Holy Spirit comes to put back in the driver's seat of your life. Up to the point you, you gave your life to Christ, and actually, even after that point, many of us you just live soulless Christian lives. You live your Christian life based on your mind, will, and emotions, but you don't live off your knower and knowing you 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 push out if you can't rationalize it understand put it under a microscope you push away you make fun of it and you stay away from it but there's a perfect part of you that doesn't need education it already knows everything it needs to know and right now it's not in heaven it's in you with our bodies we connect with the material Natural world. With our soul, we connect with with, with concepts and, and and the conceptual world. But with our spirit, we connect with God, the spiritual realm, and the spiritual realm is senior to every other realm. The material realm realm came out of the spiritual realm. So when you get the spiritual stuff right. You can affect every other area in your life. Every head bowed and every eye closed.
1: This has been a classic edition of the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Our prayer is that this teaching from God's Word strengthens and inspires you to live a life bigger than yourself. So remember, you can access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org.